This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. It is nothing cowards want more than for you to join them in their cowardice. I've learned that in the last uh, 24 to 48 hours, how many people are afraid to stand up for anything and are so terrified when others do. I've got a busy show today. Don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data, it's your business. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got a loaded show, including a major break yesterday. Um, A warrant served apparently at the residence of a Russian and maybe there's a connection to this Soros thing I've been telling you about for the last few days. Loaded show. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Yeah, it's been a busy morning. So as I said, you know, for those of you who are missing, I don't want to keep beating this thing to death, but we're reaching soon a crescendo and decisions will have to be made. My radio show, um, uh, I won't be doing it if they, I won't be doing this show if Cumulus, uh, the syndicator of the program, does not dump their vaccine mandate. It's now coming to a head. There are discussions going on. Again, it's not personal. The people at Cumulus have been very kind to me through the years. Um, you know, there's, they, they haven't, uh, I don't want you to think this is personal, but this is a principal decision I stand behind. Now, having said that, we've come under attack by a lot of people, many on the right, you know, the rotting bag of onion rings, Jonah Goldberg, and other people as well on the right, but also people on the left. And the reason they're attacking, I can tell you this for a fact, all of them and some of their small network of supporters is because there's nothing cowards like more than the, for people to join them in their cowardice. You know, think of that, that, that everyone had that little, you know, mutt when they were a kid, they hung out with, you know, the kid, the local mutt, the kid was a loser. So you'd go into the store, he'd steal something and he'd want you to take it too. He wants you to steal something too. So he feels better about himself. Look, I'm not the only degenerate here. There are more degenerates. Therefore it's not degeneracy. We're all degenerates, right? You know that kid, right? The guy who steals something. The the uh, as I said yesterday with the Serpico example, the cop in the seventies who you know the small sliver of guys that were on the take. They wanted you to take the money too, so they didn't have to feel bad about themselves. That's what's happening now. There is nothing cowards want more than to see people who stand up for things fail. Now, Dave Chappelle, a comedian who finds himself constantly under attack, 
He made this point a while ago after he got COVID and people left this, you know, thought it was hilarious, probably hope he, di- hope he died. This is just a small sliver of what he said. He's quoting someone, and this is really good. Check this out. All greatness is from God. When a hero stumbles, well, the cowards rejoice. Nothing feels better to a coward than to watch a brave guy fall. Now, listen, make no mistake. I'm not, this isn't a self-praise moment. Hey, look at me. I'm so brave. That would be kind of lame, wouldn't it? Kind of dorky, too. Violate Aunt Jane's rules. God rest her soul. My Aunt Jane used to say that all the time. Self-praise things. But the larger point here applies. The Seattle cops and firemen, the nurses and doctors walking out in protest, Southwest pilots saying, I'm not going to be told what to put in my body. I'm with you. And if we don't take a stand now while we have leverage, there'll be no stand left to take. Look here, you just proved the transgender who checked this out. Washington Examiner. Chappelle still under attack for a comedy special, a comedy special jokes. I'm Italian. I'm Irish. You want to make Irish and Italian jokes and you're a comedian? Go right ahead. I'll laugh with you. Washington Examiner. Transgender research group gives Netflix a list of demands ahead of the walkout protest. What is going on here? How is this related to this vaccine mandated cumulus and my stand against them and everyone else out there is far less resources than me standing up? They don't want anyone to stand, folks. You will all kneel. You know what they're afraid of, the left? The cancel culture left? They're afraid of the second dancer. Remember that video I played at the, the, uh, the fair where the guy gets up, starts dancing crazy, and everybody's laughing at him, and then all of a sudden, someone else gets up and dances with him, and then the third person and the fourth person and the entire crowd that was laughing all of a sudden is dancing with the guy who was dancing at the festival? They don't want that. If they shut down the dancer and then the second dancer and then the third dancer and no one gets up and dances, you'll all sit back and laugh at them. They want everyone on their knees. No one's allowed to stand. Not me, not the cops, not the pilots, not Dave Chappelle, no one. No one is allowed to stand. And proving to you how the cowards and the chumps They need everyone to be cowards with them to justify their own cowardice. No one wants to think of themselves as a coward. No one. We're all human beings. Nobody wants to think of themselves as a coward. Nobody. They all want to think they're on the right side of it. Therefore, if everyone else is a coward as well, it justifies their cowardice. Look, this is just the natural state of of things. There's nothing unusual about my cowardice. Nothing. They're all with me. They're all cowards too. Here's one of those cowards. I want you to pay very close attention to this clip. This is a guy who has very little dignity or self-respect. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't say this to be silly, but I, I kind of feel bad for this guy. He's obviously a guy who has self-esteem issues. It's Chris Hayes from MSNBC. And here's Chris Hayes attacking me last night on his show, which is fine. It's it, when I say fine, I don't mean it's ever comfortable. I mean, it's fine. He has an opinion program like I do. I attack back. That's what we do. We both have different opinions. But here's Chris Hayes, who's an obvious coward, attacking me because he's embarrassed and humiliated that I took a stand he can't justify. 
because he's a lemming and a coward. And when people tell him what to do, jam a vaccine in your arm, he does it because that's what he does. He's a follower. He's a follower. Here's Chris attacking me last night for my stand against Cumulus's vaccine mandate. I want you to check this out. And I want you to catch the way he tries to justify me. He tries to attack my principles on it by invoking something that is, in fact, false. There is no vaccine mandate at Fox News. I'll show you in a minute. Check this out. Cumulus Media, the radio conglomerate he works for, told employees they must be fully vaccinated by October 11th. Over the past week, at least four radio hosts have left the company after refusing to be vaccinated. Now, one of the stars of Cumulus Media organization is threatening to leave unless they remove the mandate. Have these companies ever thought of that? The countless numbers of moms and dads who are sitting at some kitchen table explaining to their kids how they may have to move out, how daddy doesn't have a job because a bunch of people in a C-suite thought it'd be a good idea to sit around and play pretend Dr. Fauci for a moment and mandate people jam something in their bodies that they don't want to take. You can have me or you can have the mandate. But you can't have both of us. Oh, well, that's a tough choice. If you do not have an uncle who shares his videos on Facebook, that is Dan Bongino, a guy who's found a niche as one of the MAGA universe side characters, rage-filled former Secret Service agent. Now, I should tell you, that guy threatening to quit over a vaccine mandate is, in fact, fully vaccinated. And a part of me wants to give him credit for sticking to his principles and, at the very least, calling out his employer over its vaccine policy. Something that, as we've noted repeatedly, people like Tucker Carlson don't have the courage to do. But the thing is, like Tucker, Dan Bongino's also a Fox News host. And weirdly enough, he has not threatened nor said one single word about Fox's strict vaccine protocols that you either vaccinate or test daily. I guess the tough guy routine only goes so far. Sorry, forgot to put out on my parlor account how uh, it's October 20th. It's October 20th, right? And Joe Biden is the worst president in U.S. history. Sorry, do that every morning. How to do that there. What's that, Aki? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so a couple points on this. You see, here's what's really going on. Chris Hayes obviously has trouble attracting an audience because people aren't attracted to cowardice and people without principles, right? So Chris Hayes has to justify why he has no principles and has to basically spin it on the air to say, well, Dan Bongino, he won't call out Fox News for their protocols. Their protocols. I'm, I'm calling out Cumulus for their vaccine mandate, not their protocols. Did he miss that? Um, Chris, pretty much every company in America, due to the prevalence of the coronavirus, has some kind of protocol, correct? Now, Gee, Joe, last time I checked, my beef with Cumulus wasn't about, did you hear me mention the protocols? You no. did not? Joe, did you? No, no. Okay, so I have a beef with the mandate, but notice how Hayes, because he doesn't want anyone to stand. Again, he has to attack people who stand because he's afraid someone else might stand and dance with them. Hayes has to make it about something it's not about. As this article in Media Eye acknowledges covering this by Michael Luciano, Hayes hits Bongino for threatening to leave Cumulus, but goes uh, but does not go after Fox over their policies. The tough guy routine only goes so far. I love it how guys like Chris Hayes talk about tough guys. That's yeah, yeah. kind of common. <laughs> believe that. <laughs> believe that for another day. Um, you'll notice in the Media Eye piece, it notes that Fox News does not have a mandate but it has some strict protocols in place. Well, I guess strict is open to interpretations. It has protocols. I mean, I didn't find them strict. I've 
found them rather reasonable. And just to be crystal clear for the umpteenth thousandth time, because I've gotten so many solicitations for interviews from people, just to be clear, there is no vaccine mandate at Fox. I don't know how many times I have to tell the liberal lunatics who even their own lefty websites and media are acknowledging this. My beef is with mandates. If they were to say to people, hey, listen, we'd appreciate it if you'd get or, you know, we mandate that, you, you know, you get tested once a week or whatever it is. You have some protocols. It's a private business. Matter of fact, if you want to do a mandate, it's a private business. I just don't have to work there. I object to mandates. If they say you don't have to get a vaccine here, but you may have to go through this procedure, that, that's not my business. My beef is with the mandates. Once you lose body sovereignty over your own body, you have nothing. You have zero. You have nothing. What is hard for you? you know, what's, I want to say what's hard for Chris Hayes to understand, but you and I both know he's, that's, he understands fully. This is about an effort. Not just about me, but about the Southwest pilots, the Seattle police and fire. I've got video coming up who are leaving their jobs, military people who are risking their retirement. Folks, listen, it's not a secret. I have means to fight this fight, but that's what. Well, so I don't understand. So because I have the means to fight this fight, I should not fight it because I have the means to. I don't understand that logic either. You know, when I didn't have the means I fought a fight, too. I left my job in the Secret Service to run for office as a Republican in Maryland, a race I had no chance of winning. I almost went bankrupt. I, again, I, I'm not asking for anybody's like pat on the back. Just trying to tell you standing for something matters. And the cowards are outing themselves right now. Here, here's proof nobody wants to follow cowardice. Hat tip uh, Road MN on social media. He follows the ratings. I want you to take a look at this. Chris Hayes' show airs at 8 o'clock Eastern time on MSNBC. I want you to notice something. His share of the cable news audience. Did you notice on this chart, he has the lowest percentage of the cable news audience viewers of anyone on cable news? He's only tied with another uh, MSNBC show at 5 called Deadline. They both get 19% of the audience. Ooh. Yeah. Joe being in the radio business, that media business a long time. That's kind of ugly, you know? Oh. There's the problem with Chris Hayes. Cowardice doesn't sell, folks. It never does. Got to stand up for something. Don't fall for anything. Also, speaking of uh, chumps and cowards, I also, there's people on the right. I mentioned Jonah Goldberg yesterday, the, you know, rotting bag of Crisco, who thought it was really hilarious that I was standing up here. But there are also people at Cumulus. There's a, uh, a radio host on an Alabama station, uh, Dale Jackson, who, you know, thought this was uh, some virtue signaling act, which I think is kind of hilarious because I've never met Dale, don't know who Dale is. But Dale formed an opinion about me, despite Dale never reaching out for a comment, never asking me for a comment. I, I think he claims to be a conservative, too. The reason is Dale's a coward, too. Just like Hayes. Never had the guts to reach out. So I called in his show. Because I have the guts to do it. He wouldn't call in mine for a comment. He just already formulated an opinion. It was virtue signaling. What is virtue signaling? A signal? Trying to signal virtue or something? So when I do something, walk away from a station, 
or tell them they change this or I'm leaving. That's not as good as you talking about me doing something and I'm the signaler. Again, you have cowards on the left and on the right who are just uncomfortable with anybody standing up for their principles. Happens all the time. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, just one last point here on this entire segment. It's just, again, kind of comical and almost a bit astonishing at the temerity how the liberal media lunatics, despite just, you know, taking the L here, like Dale, uh, you know, you think they'd admit that they, they got busted here. You know, they got busted. The vaccine mandate is not popular. The Hunter Biden Russian disinformation story was a hoax. The collusion story was a hoax. Uh, but they can. Here's a Washington Examiner story by Paul Bedard. Liberal media scream. Brian Stelter show says Rush Limbaugh and Fox brainwash people. Keep in mind, Chris Hayes is just trying to imply in his segment that Fox has some mandate. I should, I, I can, I should, uh, I should protest as well. When I'm telling you they don't, other media people have had to acknowledge it. And yet, yes, we're the ones brainwashing people, Rush Limbaugh and Fox. Every time. I've got a powerful testament to objective truth coming up next from uh, Delano Squires, who's a man, who's a real man with principles. I'm going to show you again how the left cannot stand anybody standing up. They cannot stand it. Let me get to my second sponsor first. Just remember this. They want to break you. They need to break you. They need to break your attachment to any objective truth, God, family, anything. They need to break you. You will believe what they tell you to believe and you will shut your mouth. Well, I won't. And you won't either. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Delano Squires, sorry, I got some workout shorts on here. I don't know why, I'm not even working out today. Put some pants on. Put some pants, get the workout shorts on. Delano Squires, we've had him on the radio show. This is one of the, uh, one of the, just the best articulators of objective truth I've heard out there right now. Delano Squires happens to be black. That's totally irrelevant to the conservative movement where we judge people by their character, um, not the color of their skin. Uh, it is relevant, however, to the left that attacks us all the time that judge people only by the color of their skin because they are, in fact, the racists and they teach critical racism training, teaching people how to be racist. So Delano Squires was on Jason Whitlock's uh, excellent podcast and, um, Delano had something to say about objective truth, and it's something I've been telling you, Joe. This will sound familiar to you because we've been talking about it since we first did the show from my basement in Severna Park. What is it? Eight years ago? I don't even know. I lose track of time. But I've told you the left's ultimate goal, always, if there's one, I know we have a lot of golden rules, but if there's one golden rule that's platinum, it's a platinum rule. It's, 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 not, it's pure. It's not even 24 carats. It's pure gold. 
It's this. Anything, anything you believe in that is an objective truth, in other words, not subject to interpretation, right? We believe God gives people big R, God-given rights, the right to assemble, petition, speak, practice their religion. That's what we believe. We believe in family values. We believe in objective truths. They're not, these things are not interpretable. They're not subjective. The government can't take them. In other words, it's the best way to say them. You will always find those under attack by the left because their entire ethos is subjectivity. If they want to implement their socialist agenda, they got, they have to get you to believe that people don't have rights. Those rights are granted them by government. There are no big R God-given rights. Does that make sense? Does everybody understand that? You will oh, then it always makes sense then why the left attacks the family, God, church, because it's a source of values that conflict and compete with the state. It is as simple as that. Here's Delano Squires talking about that on Jason Whitlock's podcast. This is excellent. Check this out. If someone can get you to to affirm and to parrot the notion that men can get pregnant, they can get you to say anything. There's a new truth in town that we have to ascribe to. And, and that's why I, I mentioned in the column that when Jacqueline Moore, you know, came out, so to speak, um, it was an opportunity for everyone else to drink the Kool-Aid. Because if we've made an idol out of race, we've made a cult out of gender ideology. And that's where we are right now. So um, to me, again, as a, particularly as a, as a Christian, as a believer, one of the most important things I want people to take away is that this is not just about semantics and about words. This is about truth itself. And if someone can get you to deny that male and female are, are separate categories, that men and women are different, that there actually is a thing, you know, there are men and women. If someone can get you to, to affirm and to parrot the notion that men can get pregnant, they can get you to say anything. You're darn right they can get you to say anything. That's the point. The fact that God created man and woman is an objective truth. They don't like that. Any objective truth has to be wiped out because it's competition with the subjective truth and values of government every single time. You can't have any of that. That is beautifully said. By, Del by Del Delon, Jim, correct me. I'm sorry, Delano. I've had him on the show before. I don't mean to say your name wrong, Delano. So thank you, Jim. Uh, Delano, Delano Squires. I've had him on my show. That's a powerful testament to objective truth. They want to break you. If they can get you to say that, that men and women don't in fact exist, despite it being an objective truth, they can get you to say and do anything. That's the point. That's exactly why this is such a fight for them. That's exactly why they're trying to break Chappelle. That's exactly why they're trying to break you with the mandate that you have no sovereignty over your own body, a right granted to you by God. God gave you your body, not the government. They don't own it. You do. Once they break you of that, they break you of everything. Everything. Don't let them break you. Once they cross that red line, once that red line is erased and wiped out, and once your body sovereignty becomes the domain of government and not you and not the God that gave you that body, once they take that from you, you have nothing. And they're terrified because people around the country are standing up. And again, there's nothing the coward wants more than for people to join them in their cowardice. There is nothing they want more 
This is why scenes like this frighten him so much. I want you to, if you're listening on audio, this is scene. This is a scene of Seattle first responders, fire and police, walking out, being uh, being uh, terminated from their jobs for refusing to concede that they have sovereignty over their own body and, uh, and, 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 and just folding to these vaccine mandates. Here they are right now. It's not just one or two scenes like this terrify these people because they want cowards to join them. Check this out. Don't let them break you. Don't let them break you. It's not just individuals, ladies and gentlemen. It's businesses, too, that have had enough. Don't let them break you. Once the red line of body sovereignty is crossed, I can't say this enough. There's nothing else left. If they can get you to admit there's no men, there's no women, you have no God-given rights, you don't even have control, you don't have the ability to resist what goes into your own body, there's nothing else left. It's all gone after that. Here, Newsweek, Andrew Stanton, San Francisco in and out burger forced to close after not enforcing vaccine checks. Here's a statement from an Arnie Wenzinger from in and out He's defending, saying, hey, we're not, in, we're not uh, defending, we're not going to do this vaccine status check with our employees. He says, quote, we refuse to become the vaccine police for any government, he said. We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. This is a clear government overreach. Just to be clear, I'm sorry I said that wrong. He's objecting to the employees having to check the customer's vaccine status. Yes, good for you. We need more of this. I don't know about you, but I feel like an In-N-Out burger. Unfortunately, there's not one near us right here. Yes, 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 yes. We need more of this. It is time to stand up. Don't let them break you. Folks, it's been a hard couple days. I'm not going to spin your wheels. I don't pretend to have some X-Men-like superpowers. I'm just a guy. I've taken a lot of incoming over the last few days. It's not easy. It's just not. It takes a long time. If you ever run for office or become some content creator and develop some sort of a following, whatever whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You're going to find yourself on the receiving end of a lot all the time. It's hard at the start. It really is. You get, eventually you get, you don't like it. You never like it. And anyone who tells you that's lying, but you do eventually get used to it and you learn what fights to pick. The reason I'm picking these fights here and not responding to every media request, but responding to specifically Dale and Chris and others. It's because again, I want to expose to you that there are not only traitors in our own midst, but that the left can't have anybody stand. Everyone will kneel. Everyone will be broken. And there are traitors on our side, the Jonah Goldbergs of the world and others, that play into that because they want to be the last ones to go under the guillotine themselves. I'll never forget that. All right, I want to move on quickly because there was a major development yesterday in this whole, and, and, and I say whole, I'm going to say a couple, because it's a, a couple of big stories all in one. And I'm going to tie them together for you quickly. Because uh, I don't want to drag this out. The collusion story, the Soros angle, John Solomon's reporting, Deripaska, Rudy Giuliani, all of this came together yesterday. But first, I, wanna, I want you to remember how critical it was for the collusion narrative for them to take. The libs needed this to take, needed to set, needed the concrete to dry because it was an effort to distract from what they were really up to the liberals in the 2016 election. 
which was colluding with foreign governments to attack Donald Trump and George Soros is one of his foundations having a role in it. It was important. I'll get to that in a second. Let me get to my, uh, my third sponsor and then we'll get to that story. I'll show you how important it was to have this concrete try. It was critical. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, it's critical to remember how important the collusion narrative was to the liberals. They had to distract. They were colluding to interfere with foreign governments in the 2016 election. And there was obviously a big Soros operation, one of his uh, groups, this ANTAC group in Ukraine. So they needed to distract you by saying, look, Trump colluded with the Russians. That's what they did. So a hat tip Glenn Greenwald on his uh, Twitter feed. He had a bunch of headlines where he was making this point. Like, you have to understand, this was their bedrock thing. They were going to go down with the ship if they didn't distract you from their collusion with the Russians and foreign governments. Here are just some of the headlines. Washington Post, Russian operation hacked a Vermont utility showing risk to U.S. electrical grid security, officials say. Go to the next one. Here's um, MSNBC. Here's the hapless Jonathan Chait, who's just been comical on this whole collusion thing with his conspiracy theories. And there he is, Chris Hayes again, who's very, very tough individual, as you can tell, talking about the conspiracy. Here's Rachel Maddow. Russians may be controlling our government in the advocate. And here's just a quick video of John Brennan, the former CIA director, disgraced, of course. I, I mean, a disgraced human being, not just CIA director, saying, yeah, man, listen, this Russian thing, this could be a big deal. Maybe indictments coming. Check this out. This week on Friday, not knowing anything about it, but Friday is the day that the grand jury indictments come down. And also this Friday is better than next Friday because next Friday is the 15th of March, which is the Ides of March. And I don't think Robert Mueller will want to have that dramatic uh, flair of the Ides of March when he is going to be delivering what I think are going to be his indictments, the final indictments, as well as the report that he gives the attorney general. So keep in mind, this was the former CIA director there on a political show talking about politics, because that's all that was, was a political hit, because it was not based on any fact. There were no Mueller indictments for Russian collusion, none. There were other outrageous, ridiculous indictments just to make Mueller pretend and his team like they were doing things. There were no indictments ever for collusion. No one was ever, uh, no one, there was no evidence that ever surfaced of any collusion. It was a made-up story. Now, the reason it was a made-up story, and something broke yesterday, is because they had to cover up what they were really doing. Now, I got a ton of emails yesterday, hundreds, which is a lot on one specific topic about this story. Fox News, Emma Colton, FBI swarms the home of a Russian billionaire with ties to Putin. That Russian billionaire was Oleg Deripaska. Yes, from the 2007 Glenn Simpson movie script. Listen to that show if you uh, want to know what I mean by the movie script. These guys have been on the radar screen of Glenn Simpson and Fusion CBS, GPS, Deripaska and them for a really long time. So I got a ton of questions. And the question was, Dan, what does this mean? What does this mean for the collusion case? What does this mean for this getting to the bottom, the dreaded uh, getting to the bottom quote of the collusion case? Well, it can mean one of two things. And I don't like to give you these one of two things, things, but I have so little faith in the Justice Department ever locking anyone up for collusion, folks that it could be one of these two things. And the first thing is this. Let's say it's good news. Uh, I, the chances of this are 
incredibly low, okay? I just want to get that out there right away. The chances of number one being true are incredibly low, and it says, uh, are they closing in on Christopher Steele's network and money sources with this Deripaska raid of his home? I'll explain more about that in a minute. Here's number two, the more likely scenario. Are they trying to hide George Soros's role in the 2016 election and specifically his groups? And are they doing it by trying to flip Deripaska to hide the truth about what really happened? That's the more likely scenario. I know you're like, what do you mean? Those seem like two different scenarios. They are. One is uncover what Christopher Steele was really doing. Number two is hide what the Democrats are doing. Two is more likely. Here's number one. Are they closing in on Steele's network? Christopher Steele, of course, was the source of the dossier, the PP tape allegations, all that crap. One of the sources. I believe there were other people, too. But he did have a relationship with Deripaska, who a warrant was served at his residence yesterday. Look at this Hill article from John Solomon back in 2018. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but it describes here, and it's in my uh, newsletter today, Mongino.com slash newsletter. And I suggest you read this piece, even though it's from 2018. It's evergreen. Russian oligarch in the Justice Department and a clear case of collusion. It talks about how Oleg Deripaska here had a relationship with people in the DOJ, Bruce Orr notably being one of them. And the meeting with Bruce Orr in 2015 between Bruce Orr and others, it says, was arranged by who? Christopher Steele. So some FBI agents met with Deripaska, and it says Steele had a role in facilitating this. Then they go back to 2012. Christopher Steele's firm Orbis was hired as a subcontractor by Deripaska. So he knows Steele. So is that why they were serving this raid? Here, one more. Steele's work left him friendly in 2015, but with one of Deripaska's lawyers. And when Orr, the associate deputy uh, attorney general in the DOJ and a longtime acquaintance of Steele, he sought help in getting to meet Deripaska, Steele then obliged. So Christopher Steele is working with the Justice Department and Deripaska right around the time he's working on intelligence for people who would later be in the Trump orbit. So is that why they served a warrant at Deripaska's house? To tie up Steele's network and potentially nail Steele to the wall? It could be. Candidly, folks, the chances of that are, in my estimation, slim to none. I hope that's right, but I doubt it. Here's more likely what's going on right now and why there was a warrant on Deripaska's house. USA Today article. FBI surges on the D.C. home of Oleg Deripaska, Russian oligarch from Paul Manafort trial. Now, to be clear, Deripaska not only had relationships with Steele, the DOJ, and met with the FBI, Deripaska also had a relationship with Manafort. So the question is, are they trying to now make Manafort the boogeyman to hide what the Democrats are doing? Again, this is option two. From the USA Today piece, Deripaska also emerged as a figure in the trial of former Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort, whose deep financial ties with the aluminum magnate raised questions about the campaign's association with Russia. Deripaska did have a relationship with Manafort, too. Are they going after Deripaska now to get to Manafort, knowing that Manafort holds the keys to the kingdom as well about what the Democrats and the Soros network were up to in Ukraine? What do I mean by that? Newsweek. Ukraine oligarch linked to Paul Manafort can be extradited to Chicago for bribery charges, Austria's Supreme Court rules say. 
Here's a name. It's come up often. Ukrainian oligarch Dmitry, Dmitry Ofertash, a one-time prospective business partner of Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort, will likely face trial in Chicago for bribery. So again, are they getting to Deripaska to get to Manafort to shut down what he was up to with Furtash? Well, what was he up to with Furtash and who was Furtash? By the way, I'm not suggesting any of this activity is legal or illegal or not. I don't know. I'm just suggesting to you that my guess here is that they're raiding Deripaska's house to shut down Manafort from exposing the truth about what Soros' business rival, Dimitrio Furtash, was doing in Ukraine. Look at this article from The Hill. You shut down Manafort, you shut down the fact that Furtash and others, whether they were engaged in illegal activity or not, I have no idea. I'm not speculating. I'm simply telling you Furtash's group was a target of Soros because they were business rivals. What better way to shut them up? Here, The Hill, Solomon again, a different article. U.S. Embassy pressed Ukraine to drop probe of George Soros during the 2016 election. So Soros and his groups are getting involved in the 2016 election and groups overseas in Ukraine, right? Right around the time of the 2016 election. And it turns out that according to multiple uh, people in Ukrainian law enforcement, it says it turns out the group Ukrainian law enforcement was looking at was co-funded by Obama administration and liberal mega donor George Soros. It, the, uh, this Ukrainian law enforcement group, they were probing a group funded by the Obama administration and Soros in Ukraine. It was collaborating with the FBI. And who were they investigating? It was collaborating with the FBI agents investigating then-Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort's business ties with pro-Russia figures in Ukraine. Hmm. The memo that was given to Ukrainian, to our U.S. embassy officials in Ukraine included a chart of the Ukrainians the Soros team wanted to have pursued, including some with ties to Manafort. Senior U.S. law enforcement officials confirmed to me that the early kleptocracy collaborations inside Ukraine led to a highly visible U.S. action against the oligarch Dmitry Firtash, a major target of the Soros group and Manafort. Let me just sum this up for you before I move on. I think you can throw out that they're trying to nail Deripaska to the wall to tie up how Steele and him were trying to influence the Justice Department. That's, forget that. Throw that out. I think what's likely happening here is they know George Soros' groups were involved in, the U- in Ukraine in 2016. They know his groups wanted their business rivals, notably Furtash, wiped out. They wanted Manafort wiped out too because of who Manafort was helping out in Ukraine. Therefore, They don't want any of that exposed because the U.S. Embassy was involved because they were asking the U.S. Embassy not to prosecute Soros-funded groups and therefore they got to shut Manafort down and anyone else before they speak out about Christopher Steele. It's no more complicated than that. Shut this guy up before Deripaska starts talking about Steele and starts talking about what Soros and Manafort were doing in Ukraine. And how Soros was trying to shut down his business partners in conjunction with the Obama administration. His business competitors. Forgive me. It's an important distinction. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. I want to show you another individual. Proving my point again that there's nothing cowards want more than to demonstrate cowardice in others. So they could say, hey, look, I'm not a coward. All of us are like this. It's a teacher who stood up 
against critical racism training and other things and is now being attacked and threatened. I found this video on uh, social media. Here's a teacher who um, stood up against indoctrination of students in his school and finds himself under attack. He acknowledges in this video, his words, not mine, that he's had some difficulties with depression and things in the past. And apparently someone found that out and sent him a nasty message, I guess, threatening to release that stuff openly if he doesn't shut up. Again, they don't want you to stand. They don't want anyone to dance. They don't want you to dance with them, ladies and gentlemen. They want you on your knees. Please don't let them break you. Please. I know it's hard. I'm going through it now. I know it's hard. Don't let them break you. Check this out. This is what happens when you challenge the prevailing ideology in education. Last night, I received a Facebook message from a colleague of mine who is also a union representative. I knew that speaking out against the prevailing political ideology in education would be controversial and would be unpopular. I expected backlash. I expected to be ostracized, but I didn't expect this. This person as a union representative knows some things about me. I have had um, anxiety and depression uh, since I was a child. It's not something I'm ashamed of. It's not something I'm embarrassed about. They knew that this was a way to get to me. I'm going to read what it said. I think the status of your mental health is out of the bag. If you want to keep it a secret, you should read and listen to your post from the perspective of a mother of a black daughter. Please do not send me any other messages. I interpreted that as a thinly veiled threat. If you want to keep it a secret, what is that implying? What that is saying is that if you don't want people talking about this, if you don't want me telling other people about you being depressed, cut the posting out. There you go. No one will be allowed to stand. But folks, eventually one person's going to stand and then two, and then you're going to have geometric growth four and 16 and onward. Then you get to hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions and tens of millions. And eventually you figure out that, Hey, we're the 51%. But we're never going to get to the 51% if we don't get to the one first, each community, every department, every police department, every business, we need to stand together. Solidarity matters. It's what broke the Soviet Union. It's what will break these new Soviets in the United States now. <sighs> Sorry, man. It's really been an emotional couple days. It's really tough to fight these fights. I, I, I'm, I you know, it is. I'm, I, ah, it's, yeah. Sorry. There's just so much going on. I, I, I mean, I'm, my head's spinning right now because I have this fight going on in my head that I know I'm going to be giving up something that really matters to me. This radio show, I get that. Not this podcast this isn't going anywhere. I own this. I always owned it because I never wanted to be silenced or pressured by anyone. But it wasn't an easy decision to say that. Sorry to keep droning on about it. It's... But, you know, someone said to me, I listen to your show because you talk like one of us. You don't have some, like, polished radio guy voice. Well, it's because I'm not a polished radio guy. It's not an insult to radio guys. It's just, this is not what I did for a living. This has been a really hard couple of days. Because it's a really powerful megaphone. 
But I think a more powerful megaphone is standing on principle when you stand, when there's a lot to lose. Can't ask other people to be an example and stand up and dance when you're not willing to dance yourself. All right. Um, so getting back to the show. I'm really um, getting frustrated and tired of Jen Psaki's lying. Uh, the Peppermint Patty has just been relentless with her lying. She has been, it's just been an endless litany of lying. So it's clear right now that Joe Biden is lording over a great American catastrophe right now. Our borders evaporating, secret clandestine flights of illegal immigrants all over the United States at odd hours so no one will see them. An inflation crisis, which is devaluing the value of your dollars, which you use to stay alive and feed yourself and your family. Service economy falling apart. Our credibility overseas diminishing. China developing hypersonic weapons. Joe Biden has been in command, and I use that term loosely for all of this. I want you to watch Saki again, try to spin this supply crisis. Folks, you know, we're not there yet. Thank God. And I'm, believe me, I'm not using his name in vain. But what's going to happen if food shelves start drying up? You wanted socialism. Oh, you're going to get it. You want bread lines? See how well that works out for you. But here's Saki here in this clip, who's just finally figuring out whether she knows it or not, that wealth is created through production, not through demand. As she acknowledges, hey, we gave people a lot of money to spend. But yeah, there's nothing to spend money on. She doesn't even realize she's defending liberty-based economics right here because she's too dopey to figure it out. Check this out. The president is satisfied that progress continues to be made. And one of the reasons that uh, there has been uh, so much traffic uh, in a lot of these ports is because there are more goods that are being ordered by people across the country. People have more uh, money, expendable resources. Uh, their wages are up. More people are working than they were a year ago. Uh, and if you and port to port, it's different. But statistically, some of these ports have 20 percent, 30 percent increased volume as a result of that talk about backing into i mean literally oh my gosh wow the conservatives are right production and service uh, and services do matter folks you can print all the you know what let me give you liberals are listening so let me let me do this slowly joe remember the private island analogy we used to use a lot talking about economics please oh, yes, Mac, yeah. yeah but we used to use it all the time you know it's funny i remember that time we were in south carolina remember that for that crtv convention whatever it was and uh, we use the, I don't know why that, that, uh, that that's coming to, gosh, memories, man. We've been on the air so long. <laughs> so the private, right? That was fun. The private island analogy. So think about this. If you lived on a private island and had suitcases full of cash, this private island, you had 2 million in cash. Would you rather the 2 million in cash on the private island? Or would you rather 2 million worth of goods, foods, medicine, movies, TVs, Electric, electricity production equipment, generators. What would you rather? Well, folks, the answer is obvious. You'd rather have the goods. Now, the fact that you have the ability to get the goods because the government decided to print more money is irrelevant if there's no goods. That's why we have a supply, supply curve and a demand curve. And you look for where those curves intersect for that market clearing price. This is econ, not even 101. This is econ like Charlie Brown's encyclopedia econ. 
she's acknowledging right here that supply side, the supply side of economics, not supply side economics. I'd argue that that's all. That's all nonsense. That's a leftist talking point. But the supply side of economics, I've explained that in prior shows. It's not a knock on Reagan, by the way. Please don't take it that way. It's just a long story. I can't tell now. So the supply side of economics, ladies and gentlemen, is not all that matters, but it is, it, it is critical. It doesn't matter about the demand side. If you have no supply, you can demand whatever you want. If it's not being produced, it doesn't matter. So when you get in the way of production by paying people not to work, to not produce, you pay people to sit home, you have a portfolio of government benefits that create effective tax rates that are confiscatory, confiscatory if people go to work because they have welfare benefits. If they go to work, they lose this and they won't even make as much as working. They won't work and they won't produce stuff. And folks, part of the production side on the supply side of supply, demand, market clearing rate, right? There's an X there. It's services. It doesn't matter if you produce widgets. If the widgets, let's say the widgets are medicine. If you produce a medicine, right, great. You've got it all in a warehouse. You don't have warehouse employees to unload it. You don't have truckers to truck it. And you don't have doctors showing up, providing all of these services to distribute the medicine. It doesn't matter if what you have on the demand side. You have no supply of goods and services. You have to explain this to the White House press secretary. She knows what she's talking about, folks. She's just playing dumb. <laughs> we printed a bunch of money and nobody has anything to buy. What happened? Oh. All right, folks, moving on. Very important here. Uh, there's a story, the Virginia governor's race. It is crunch time. Terry McAuliffe, the hapless radical Democrat, is running against Glenn Youngkin. Listen to me. Please, I'm begging you with humility and respect to please go out and vote. Please go out and vote. I don't care who's telling you not to vote. You do not win anything by forfeiting. That is tautological. Please go vote and take 10 people with you. Make 10 social media posts, call 10 friends, send 10 emails. Take 10 people with you. Terry McAuliffe's cracking. Look at this article in the Washington Examiner. He shut down this interview and he started like yelling at the reporter for not asking better questions. I don't say yelling, but uh, definitely chiding him is probably a better way to say it, where they say it should have read the headline direct. I'll show you the video in a second. Here's what I'm hearing is going on behind the scenes. The Democrats are terrified they're going to lose a blue state Virginia governor's race. If Listen, this is what all of my sources are telling me. If they lose this governor's race in Virginia in a blue state, I'd argue almost becoming a deep blue state at this point, it will send a message to congressional and Senate Democrats that their agenda, the Biden collapse of America plan, is universally unpopular and all of the momentum to pass their $3.5 trillion porculus bill, the bankruptcy bill will go down the tubes. The Democrats are telling McAuliffe, you better damn well turn this race around and quick. And the pressure's on and he's cracking. Here's an interview yesterday where he's asked a relatively simple question. He snaps at the reporter and just leaves the interview. Check this out. Healthcare, COVID, education, and finally, okay. all right, we're over. That's okay. it. That's Thank it. you. Hey, I gave you extra time. Come on, man. You should have asked better questions early on. You should have asked questions your viewers care about. Well, we did. Should have asked better questions. That's how Imagine conservatives, where we're always, always, we're, we're never asked easy questions ever. Matter of fact, even when we give them answers that comport with the truth, they still deny the truth. McAuliffe can't handle it. He's cracking. If he loses the Democrat agenda, 
is in real danger. Listen, folks, I think you know by now I walk the walk. It's not just talk to me. About to lose something very dear to me. I would not tell you to vote if I thought it was all for naught. Okay? If I really believed it was useless. Do I believe there's fraud in elections? Have you listened to my show? I've talked about it extensively. Do I believe the solution for fraud in elections is to never vote to ensure we can't fix the systems by not voting in people who can fix it? No, I don't believe that. I'm sorry I don't. I'm not willing to forfeit the country to do it. Please vote. I want to end with this. This is an incredibly effective ad by his opponent, Glenn Youngkin, calling Terry McAuliffe out by, uh, when Terry McAuliffe said, listen, you know, parents don't get to decide what their kids get taught. Really? We're the only ones who get to decide what our kids get taught. There are kids. Again, you will all kneel when McAuliffe wants it that way. Here's a really effective ad calling McAuliffe out. Check this out. Glenn Youngkin's taking my words out of context. Something you mentioned in Tuesday's debate is um, you said you don't believe parents should be telling schools what to teach. What did you mean by that? Well, first of all, parents should be telling schools that they want their teachers to be vaccinated. Do you think parents should have a say in the curriculum? You don't want parents coming in in every different school jurisdiction. You alluded to parents staying out of this. Uh, We just want to make sure that we're understanding you correctly. Uh, What is your stance on that as far as what school agendas have to say for the kids? First of all, this is determined by the State Board of Education and local school boards. And that's where it should be. Do you still stand by your position that parents should not tell the schools what they should teach? You do not want 25 parents picking books. Recall us reply. We have a board of ed and we have local school boards who make the decisions about teaching. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. That is one of the best political ads I have seen in a very long time. Again, Terry McAuliffe says you will all kneel. Don't let him break you. It won't break me. I'm with you. This fight's about us. Remember what I told you, too? What did we discuss about this last week? Remember this show? So with fights like this for body sovereignty and liberty against these vaccine mandates, it's important we all understand that it's not about any one of us individually. We have to always, always make it about the cause. Because that's what it is about. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. Folks, that's a free speech website I am a part of. I don't know how much longer I'll have some of these other platforms. So you can always find me there. My podcast is mine. No one controls us. Well, no one controls us anywhere. I think we've shown that. But it it is their platform. I control that. Rumble.com slash Bongino. You'll always find me there. Thanks for your support. It means a lot. You're helping us get through all this. I'm with you too. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.